0: Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I'm trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. I like to help people overcome mindset challenges. If you haven't already, I ask that you subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I wanna thank you so much for leaving us a rating and a review, also for your support of the show. Today, we're going to talk about How to remain calm under pressure. As a veteran of the United States Army, one of the things that we were taught early on in our initial training was how to stay calm under pressure. They would always teach us that panic is not a strategy. After hearing these types of phrases over and over and being continuously given grades, on how well you responded under very trying circumstances. Learning yourself, feeling those feelings that occur in the body as you're entering into an escalated state and over time learning how to talk yourself out of that, bring your emotional quotient quickly down back into the normal range was just a tremendous gift Because what I found out was that for those people who possess this specific skill set, which, as you can surmise from what I've just shared, is a teachable skill set, when you enter into the workforce, into corporate, and you start to experience some of the stressors that come with being in that environment, whether you're a subject matter expert, someone who's in mid management, up to roles like the one I currently perform as chief technology officer, there's an awful lot that's being issued to you to go contend with. Many of these things are very intense. And if you don't keep yourself in a state where you're calm, cool, and collected, when you enter into that pressurized environment, if you don't have the discipline what will happen is that environment will overtake you and then you will begin to feel those feelings. Once you begin to escalate, you're going to produce a tremendous amount of cortisol. And cortisol is the stress hormone. It's your fight or flight mechanism. When this gets engaged and turned on, all of the blood moves from your brain and from your vital organs to your legs into your arms that you can take flight so you can get out of dodge, you can run away from the situation. We don't want your cortisol levels to be elevated. Today what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at a few case studies of individuals in some pretty intense situations. We're going to see how they negotiated these very, very difficult circumstances And then we're going to move right into the practical application where we're going to look at four different characteristics that we believe are going to be tremendously helpful in helping you to remain calm under pressure. But let's begin with these case studies. Number one, Captain Chelsea Sully Sullenberger. Sully famously piloted U.S. Airways flight 1549 in 2009. When both engines failed after hitting a flock of birds, he safely landed the plane on the Hudson River, saving all 155 souls on board. His calm and effective response under immense pressure has been extensively studied. Number two, Apollo Mission 13. During the Apollo 13 mission to the moon in 1970, An oxygen tank exploded, jeopardizing the crew's safety. NASA engineers and astronauts themselves had to remain calm, improvising solutions to bring the crew back to Earth safely. Number three, Chilean miners rescue. In 2010, 33 miners were trapped deep underground in a collapsed mine in Chile. The successful rescue operation was a testament to the miners and the rescuers' ability to remain calm under extreme pressure and work together to bring the miners out to safety. Last one, air traffic controllers. Air traffic controllers are trained to remain calm under high-pressure situations every single day because they have to ensure the safety of countless passengers that are aboard several different planes. Case studies often examine their abilities to handle emergencies and make quick decisions without hesitation. So when we look at these case studies, we have to ask ourselves, when we're at work or when we're having an internal talk with ourselves, where by thought alone, we're creating a whole lot of pressure and we find it difficult to get back to steady state where we're calm and cool and collected. Are we faced with any situations like this? Because it would appear to me that if I were faced with some of these situations, it would seem like these would be noteworthy to have a rise in my blood pressure. My ability to think clearly might even be a bit foggy because of the amount of adrenaline and cortisol that's rushing through my body. But as the case studies for each of these went on, it was really neat to discover that there were four key characteristics that we can deploy to help us remain calm and cool under pressure. Here is number one, and this is what I got from the military is called training, and this is technical proficiency, having a very good understanding, and in some cases a deep understanding of our role and our responsibility and acquiring the skills that are required for us to do this specific task under a variety of different circumstances. So in the case of an air traffic controller, Do you think a portion of their training as they go for that certification for FAA is stress management? You better believe it is. And it's training that helps individuals of all walks of life feel more confident and capable in their abilities. When we have confidence that we can rise to the occasion, when the occasion happens, we turn that on and we're in the zone. Some of the things that I like to do for my team is I like to do simulations and drills. This is nothing more than practicing what we have been being trained on. And through the practice and the simulation and the drills, it helps us become more familiar with those circumstances. Then we can tweak the circumstances and the intensity of the circumstances that when real-world pressure comes, we already know what it feels like to be in that situation. We've already been there and done that. We've got records now in our long-term memory that showcase our ability to rise and do the needful without becoming foggy in our thinking and remaining in a state, a calm state, where we've got all of our faculties in our mind The regions of our mind available to think through this situation. And what happens is we're able to reduce the element of surprise and we replace it with preparedness. The second thing that they found is that inner communication played a very critical part. And this is the second characteristic. Think about self awareness for a moment, being tuned in with our emotions. Our thoughts and the physical sensations, these are essential because before we can really step into a role where it could be stressful, it could have an intense amount of pressure, we have to have this self awareness and it's got to be across the body and the mind. We need both of these two guys working in unison together. When we can recognize how stress and a pressure affects us, then when it happens, we see ourselves through those initial markers rising up as if we're not going to be able to sustain our calmness. We check in and go, hey, nope, we're not going there. We're going to remain calm, cool, and collected. We're going to stay focused. We're going to evaluate the situation. We're going to select from the information that's available the best course of action. We're not going to think a whole lot about it. Let's execute. That's the power of self-awareness. But it also requires some positive self-talk from time to time. This is self-encouragement. And it helps you to maintain a positive mindset that you got the power of your mind, this tremendous asset working with you and for you. In this situation. But again, to get the most out of your machinery, you've got to remain calm. The positive self talk, when you start feeling those feelings, that's when you start doing the positive self talk. Hey, I've seen this before. Not only have I seen it before, but I've practiced this. I know what to do. I have so much exposure that I can keep myself calm right now, and I am calm, and I'm going to do exactly what. I've been trained to do, I'm gonna do it in this instant. If there's enough time and you can close your eyes right quick and do some breathing exercise and just see yourself prevailing, that's an added benefit. The third thing that they noticed when they were doing the research on these case studies is these people have very good stress management skills. And there's often time, you're not going to always be in the air traffic controller situation, But you're generally going to have time, as I just shared, for you to close your eyes. Take some deep cleansing breaths. Inhale through your nose for five seconds. Then provide resistance by putting your lips tightly together and blow out slowly through your mouth for five seconds. And do that for a minute or two. If you have a difficult time under normal circumstances, bringing your calamity down, then this will most certainly do it for you. In the case study, breathing techniques like this plus mindfulness, think about self-aware, emotional awareness, marrying this with time management, where time management in this context means not getting overwhelmed by the situation at hand as if you have to just act like absolutely immediately. Give yourself some time to do your deep breathing, to catch your breath, to catch your sense of the situation, to evaluate the circumstances, then prioritize your tasks, then set realistic goals for yourself for this specific stressful environment or this stressful situation. What you'll find is that when you take the training, then you add to it the inner communication then you bring these two together with the stress management, you're now working with a set of tools that can really, really help you to keep calm under pressure. There's another enhancer. We call it emotional discipline. This is the fourth characteristic. When we have emotional regulation or emotional discipline, This involves us being able to control and manage our emotions, especially in high stress or intense situations. This includes strategies like recognizing your triggers, being able to tap into your body to see when your state is getting ready to change, then deploying techniques like we've learned today that keep you in a relaxed mindset, that keep you calm, cool, and collected so you can do your best work. And what you find that is like a close cousin, if you will, of emotional regulation is resilience. And this is developing that ability to bounce back from setbacks, to prevail in the face of adversity. It is here where we put the wrapper around these key characteristics because once you have technical proficiency, you're simulating your drills, you're deploying self-awareness and positive self-talk, mixing in a little bit of visualization and some breathing techniques, managing your time, then deploying emotional regulation and resilience. What you find is you're a complete package. There's no reason in any given day In personal life or professional life, in entrepreneurial life, managerial life, or the management of our children, whatever you're doing, there's just no good reason for us to be all stressed out, for us to be all up in arms, hair on fire, as they used to say, because here's the antidote. Here's the methods. Here's the characteristics that you need to undo that. We're all faced with adversity and high stress situations from time to time. But when you think about these remarkable stories from Captain Chelsea, Sully Sullivan, the Apollo 13 mission, the Chilean mine rescue and the air traffic controllers, these guys and gals and their ability to stay calm under very, very difficult circumstances should be a beacon of inspiration for all of us. because they weren't any different than us. They got two legs, two arms, a body, and a brain. They were able to pull some very miraculous things off, which means if one person can do it, the other person can do too. It's just a matter of believing that you're not in a fixed mindset, but you're in a growth mindset where whatever someone might say to suggest that Whatever you're capable of now, that's all you're capable of. So long as you know that that's hogwash and bullcorn, then you're in a really, really good place because then you have the ability to bolt on these characteristics and make life-changing decisions, which are going to do for you far more than you realize. I want you to have an unshakable calmness, and a resilience about yourself that no matter what you face, no matter what life throws your ways, no matter what the degree of pressure, you will have the tools now to meet any of those circumstances head on and master them. And that's a beautiful end to this episode. Thanks for tuning in and I appreciate your time and your attention. I want to remind you that you are enough, you can do it, and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.